The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Vernier Show, Red Board Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me, as always, the great, the talented, the lovely Michelle Yu. Michelle, what do we got? Oh, so much. So, so much. much going on, Big, Billy. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff happening right now. I, I'm not even... It's, it's weird though. There's like it's all over. It's a, there's no like. I mean, we got Derby, we got Oaks, we got you know, we got people being uh, kicked off premises. We got so much stuff going on. We got. <laughs> it's an insane world in horse racing right now, isn't it? Indeed, indeed, it is. All right. Well, um, we have a cool guest today. His name is Dylan Donnelly. He won his very first race with the first horse he claimed. Last week at Santa Anita, the horse's name is Can't Beat the Rock. Mike Pipey trains, and Dylan will be joining our show right after we get to our usual three things of note. Three things of note. Two, three things of note. I like that. It's it's catchy. All right. So the first thing is that uh, we had a ton of big derby preps over the weekend. All right. So I just wanted to ask you kind of like what – your favorite prep was or if you have like a derby thought after watching the preps okay so we had uh cyber knife in the arkansas derby right yes we had white abaro who by the way i yep. played in the futures at 50 to 1 nice we have a uh, white abaro abario how do i abario? say abario abario in the uh, florida derby Mm-hmm. And then uh, the horse tis the and bomb. Tis the bomb and the Jeff Ruby Steakhouse. It's hard to evaluate Tis the bomb. He was very impressive, but it was unsynthetic. Mm-hmm. So, um, but Kenny McPeak's always been high on that horse, right? Uh, Cyberknife. Yeah. I had written r- r- uh, read an article before. I had read an article before the race, and Brad Cox was saying how this horse is you know, extremely talented, but his mind hadn't quite gotten there yet. And then he got a really good trip and an aggressive ride. That was um, the key, right? Was the ride in right. that race. Was that Florent Giroux? Started, ooh, um, I, I don't Giroux. know. Let me check. The, the, the key was because he got moving so much before anybody else. Yeah, it was Flo, including Secret Oath, who got a night. She got the opposite ride if he did, right? right? She got a very bad trip, made that yeah. huge, huge run on the back stretch and around the far turn and just kind of got late. At the end, don't uh, listen. Don't. Uh, she's a very, very special filly, and take nothing away from her with that effort. And then uh, White Abario had a had a great trip in the Florida Derby, and I've I've always felt like he's a talented horse that really flies under the wa- radar, uh, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, I've been impressed with both of his starts. He had a little fever after uh, his win, and I believe it was the Holy Bull or the Fountain of Youth. I get those confused. I apologize to all our listeners, and um. So, you know, I think all these horses have chances. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. There has not been that completely awe-dropping, dominant performance from anybody. Um, and right. we have what? We have this weekend, we have the Wood. 
We have the San Diego Derby. We have the Bluegrass. Uh, San Diego Derby is going to feature Forbidden Kingdom and Messier. Uh, and uh, there'll be some good horses in the wood. There'll be some really good horses in the at Keeneland. And it's one of those years that I just feel that it is so, so wide open. Time for a bomb? It, it could very well. It Listen, these races, and you just said it in the Arkansas Derby, it's so trip dependent. And it feels like... You can have a horse that wants to stalk, and if you get the right trip, you have a big shot. Mm-hmm. Um, because there also doesn't seem like any of those like they're going to be just blasting off up front. You know, there's no I don't I haven't seen Bodie Meister yet. Maybe this <laughs> weekend for Min- Forbidden Kingdom will do that, or Messier will do that, where there's a horse that just really takes control of the division. But thus far, in my mind, um, I've been impressed with all these horses. I think it's going to be a very wide open derby. I think you're going to have a, a, a an unbelievable range of opinions going into the race, and and a lot of it will kind of take shape after this weekend. How is All that right. for a, just a runaround answer of nothing? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, I'll I'll accept it, Billy. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, look, I, 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 you know, for me to say, oh man, a white Arbiara, Arribiara, I can't even say his Abario. name. Abario. Abario is going to win the Kentucky Derby right now. It's, I mean, it's ludicrous. I don't. They don't even have his sheet numbers out yet. You you don't know where he draws. All that kind of stuff is so key, um, and, and it, it's it, it'll take shape. But listen. Medina Spirit was twelve to one last year, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, not necessarily a bomb, but that that Derby. If you if you look back, we were talking about Essential Quality. We were talking about Hot Rod Charlie. We were talking. About, I was talking uh, about Medina Spirit. We were talking about Medina Spirit. We were talking about Mandaloon. We were talking about you know, and they all ran really well. Um, so this year's crop, I think, is okay. Uh, I don't think it's uh, like I said. We haven't seen the superstar come out yet. Maybe we'll see that this weekend at the Great Race Place. All right, so that is thing of note number one. Thing of note number two um, is the fact that Keeneland opens this weekend. I think everybody looks forward to Keeneland, and we're going to supposedly have some really cold weather. It's going to be like the Keeneland uh, winter meet, which we've seen in the past before, and it will be the first two-year-old race of the year. I'll take Wesley Ward. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who's Let's see. It, Wesley Ward does have a horse in there, but to make it interesting, he has two. Oh, okay. uh, Luis Mendez also oh. has two horses in there. So that keeps it a little more fun. And so does John Hancock. And we have seen him. This is what he does too, right? Gets yes. these two year olds ready to go. Absolutely. Should be a lot of fun at Keeneland this weekend. It is going to be cold. Michelle, I canceled my plans. What, you didn't want to go? Due to weather. No, I didn't. No. It's not due to weather. I was going to go. We got so much stuff going on out here that uh, I couldn't go this weekend, but I will be at Keeneland next weekend for all of you Owner's Box fans who want me to buy you a beer at Keeneland. <laughs> Free beer. That would be me. Free beer. Just find me. Um, okay, Keeneland so- is great, Michelle. It's great. Huge purses. The fans there are so good. They <coughs> line up. It's going to be absolutely packed. It's going to be awesome. And you have – an amazing jockey colony. You know, we, we talk all the time about our jockey colony here in Southern California, which is uh, depleted right now, to say the least. But there you have uh, the uh, Ortiz brothers are both ride there. And in New York, you have Pratt. You have um, um, Tyler Gaffleone, I believe, is there. Can I you say have, something to yeah. complain a little bit? Yeah. Over here in Santa Anita, Pratt would not ride uh, two-year-olds to begin with. Right? He really? wouldn't come out, wouldn't ride him. He'd like, that wasn't his thing. He would... Hmm. And he's riding this very first two-year-old race for well, Mendez. Well, there you go. Who's the trainer? Mendez. Oh, well, must maybe it's live. Maybe that's your, 
bet of the day. Maybe. The Michelle U. Hansen bet of the day. Uh, uh, all right, what's point the number full three? To, the full to um, Lauben is ah. in here as well. Uh, the only Philly lining up against boys. Okay. And there's a couple of Motowns. What are the stakes races uh, uh, on Opening board? day, they have two stakes races. The Transylvania, which is the mile and a 16th on turf for three-year-olds exclusively. And then the Grey Wind Ashland is the feature. Mile and a 16th on the main track, also for three-year-olds, but this time for Phillies. And Nest is probably going to be the horse to beat in there, right? Um, yeah. For yeah. Our, for our good friends at Eclipse Thoroughbreds. And Rapoli Stables. You you love Rapoli Stables. Oh, they just totally crushed my dreams in the sale last week. <laughs> you couldn't we get them to buy it with sale? you, huh? Wait, did I do, do we do this after the sale or before the sale? I don't know. We did before the sale because we had... Right, we had Boyd on. Oh, no, we, we did after a little bit because we talked about um, you having the sales topper. Right. Oh, we did. And we talked about... I'm sure we did, yeah. I don't know if we did. All right. Well, we had the sales topic. We did. Um, also, the third thing of note is that we have been reporting about these jockeys and where they are evacuating to. And Umberto Rispoli was originally supposed to go to New York to ride for this spring. And instead, he is now going to ride in Kentucky. Yeah. So he's going to do Kentucky. He's going to do Churchill. Uh, Keeneland and then Churchill and then Saratoga. I think if he was smart, he would have just turned down and come back to Southern California. I know. <laughs> Although I think someone said something to him about that. Like, hey, you should just stay. And he started to complain. He was like, oh, I won- you have a three-win day and all of a sudden, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, good for him. He had a baby, though. Congratulations, Umberto. Um, That's it. Those are our three things of note. Those are three things of note. Wow. So compact this week. What did you have any wins this weekend? Um, we had one win at Los Alamitos, and then we ran second with encroachment, and he was claimed. Oh, who claimed that? Out of the forty, Peter Miller. Um, I'm sorry, Ruben Alvarado. Ruben Alvarado. Yeah, don't do, don't say that to Ru- don't don't be like that because I called uh, him little Pete Miller once, and he yelled at me. Well. I believe it was for Altamira Racing, which was BBP Miller. Well, <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, and then we had a horse run like crap. I know you had Gold Phoenix win. Gold Phoenix won. And we uh, we own a, a piece of Balnikov who ran really well, uh, just mm-hmm. got beat a nose in the closest photo in history in the Singletary Stakes uh, by uh, Sumter, who won his third straight. Do you know who the last horse to beat Sumter is? Tell me. Elevato. Oh, I actually, if I thought about that, I would have known that because yeah. I was just looking at that race. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming. He's on the comeback trail. You'll see him this summer for uh, for Mike Pipey, ironically enough, because the guest we have coming up is named Dylan Donnelly. First time owner, first time winner with a claim at Santa Anita last weekend. And we're going to get Dylan on right now. Taylor Maid's Not This Time is one of the top stallions in Kentucky, and he's the sire of leading Kentucky Derby contenders. That's right, contenders. Epicenter, winner of the $1 million Louisiana Derby and Fountain of Youth winner and Florida Derby third place finisher. Simplification, also the Fountain of Youth runner-up in due time. And impressive graded stakes winner, just one time, who will run next in this weekend's grade one Madison Stakes at Keeneland. 
not this time the sire of 18 stakes winners and ranks number nine on the general sire list ahead of such great stallions like Curlin, Uncle Mo, Constitution, and Gunrunner. Booked in full in 2022, look for two-year-olds by not this time this spring. More information? Call Travis White, 859-885-3345. Back here on the Owner's Box, very special guest today, Dylan Donnelly joins us. He had his first career win over the weekend with Can't Beat the Rock, which I kind of like that name. Dylan, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Thanks um, for having me. You, you, you are far less excited right now than you were when you won the other day. <laughs> uh-huh. Is it? Yeah, Friday, Friday was uh, something that I never imagined I would ever be happening to me and I, I was been telling people like if that's what heroin is like then i understand why it's that addicting because no that's that exactly was, that's exactly what heroin's like michelle and i do it all the time it's i mean fantastic. <laughs> yeah i mean that is that was i was on a high for 72 hours well tell I, us, I couldn't let, believe it before we get into that and we're going to talk about the claim the day pipey the victory mm-hmm. the celebration but tell us a little bit about yourself how you ultimately got into the the world of horse race horse ownership what, uh, so well, how I got into, well, horse racing, I guess to start just my grandfather, I, he, he used to live in temple city and he would babysit me, you know, Wednesday through Monday through Friday while my parents were working and what's a better place to take a grandson five minutes away to the racetrack. Of so, course. I, I, my grandfather I was, did the same thing. Yep. So it's been in me and, uh, no, it's, uh, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. But anyways, um, you know, I've always been a horse player, even when I shouldn't have been back in the day with, uh, you know, not the proper bankroll and, you know, everyone kind of has that, there's that side to them and, uh, just growing up playing the races. And then, um, about five years ago, I kind of got into a car accident and, uh, put me in a wheelchair for the time being and, uh, when had a lot more time when, on my hands. When hand. you say you kind of got in a car accident, you, you did get into a car accident. Uh, yes, 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 I did. I was sleeping in the bed of, uh, my grand grandparents motorhome um the axle broke the tire went flying oh no and uh we went we went flipping you know four or five times on the freeway so yeah you know but hey stuff happens you know it's um stuff happens i'm alive every day is great you know i literally i go to bed excited for the next day because i just like i get to wake up and just just do cool things and just i'm alive life is life is a cool thing so um, you know, that's a great way to move go, on. It's a great way to go through life. And... We, we, we talk a lot about perspective on this show. And, and when you have, I can only imagine that when you have a life altering moment like that, it kind of puts things immediately into perspective, what's important and how to live your life. Oh yeah. Like it's, you know, it, I, we, I do things like I'm kind of at the spur of the moment, but if somebody has a good, good idea or like wants to do something and it's like, we we have to do it because who knows what the hell is going to happen in a month, let alone five years. You know, you just, if you have the opportunity to do fun, cool shit in life, you have to do it. You have to, you have to see things. You have to do things because tomorrow's not guaranteed. And just life's about memories. And when you're on your deathbed, you know, the only thing you have with you is your brain and your memories. So I'll take that with me. Well, 
that's a, it's a very inspiring, obviously. But so tell us then how you got into the ownership because you like as you said you you had been playing, you had been handicapping a lot of handicappers. Michelle and I have talked about this before. Don't necessarily like ownership because you have to be patient. You, you know, it takes a month in between your horse runs. Maybe you go out and see a workout, but it's not like the races where you get one every twenty five minutes. Yeah, you know. I always knew, I mean, cause I've been a decent handicapper and, you know, it can kind of tell things that just, Hey, this horse, the way he's running, the different things he's doing, you know, maybe one day if he gets on this, you know, surface or this distance, he's going to be a good horse. And, you know, I, you don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wait to bet it, but if I claim it, you know, maybe I can, you know, do something and, and improve it and kind of just, got to the point in my life where my wife like super trusted me with how my handicapping was going and, and the results that we were having. And I was like, Hey, I kind of want to get into the ownership aspect. I think that you know, I'm not expecting to make money, but you know, if that happens, all the memories we're going to make along the line, is going to be super cool. And, and she was like, I trust you. Let's go for it. So um, <laughs> that is very cool. It, it, my wife yeah. does not trust me. Uh, Michelle's husband not sure if he trusts her either, but uh, I know she has a question. Michelle. Uh, Dylan, just how did you, so you decided, okay, I want to get into ownership. So how did you find Can't Beat the Rock? Well, so I kind of, like three years ago, my friend, um, you know, he was an owner out in the Midwest and stuff. And he's like, hey, I was thinking about claiming a horse out in California. Like, you can just be a part of it. You know, we'll get your license and get on it. I was like, yes, I don't care. It was a cheap horse. And I just wanted my owner's license. And so once I did that, um, that horse proceeded to four starts, never be in front of a horse. And then <laughs> oh, we retired it and uh, sent it to a 12-year-old girl in Wisconsin as her birthday present. And it was a tax write-off. So cool. That was my first you know, time ever being a, an owner, part of it. But I didn't want the horse whatever. I just wanted my owner's license. So anyways, uh, just, I was looking for something to bring to Del Mar, do a ship and win. And, um, I, I met Pipey actually like a week before I officially met him. I asked him about one of his horses that he trained and he like gave me the time of day and, and, uh, you know, did he give you the cold for... water or did he give you the hot tip? No, he, he, I mean, the hot tip is what he gave me. He also, <laughs> no, did, he, he, did it take 25 minutes? No, uh, <laughs> Pipey can talk. he gave me. He gave me the time of day. That's what I'll say. There you go. So that was super cool. And he made me feel like, like it just because I'm a fan, like I've never even spoke to any trainers in my life, but I've been following SoCal. So this is like, like he, you know, he's, he's, it's like not my idol, but it's like super cool that I'm actually talking to a trainer who's speaking back to me. So he gave me the story on this horse. And then I told my buddy Tyler Frausto a week later, I was like, Hey, like, you know, maybe you could like introduce me again. And like, I want to explain to him about ownership and Tyler's, you know, such a great guy. And he 100% did it like the next weekend. So, you know, I met Pipey again and we hung out for a little bit and uh, he was like, yeah, if you see something, you know, ring it by me and let's, uh, let's see what we can do. So for the next couple of months, I was looking at horses and we had a few like this one and he would say no. You know, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, just well, he was looking out for you. Yeah, no, of course. And, and I appreciate that. I'd rather, I like nose. Nose are good because yeah. it's, you know, he, he's, he's at the paddock every day and he knows what these horses are looking like. So, you know, well, I before, can see what they're like, yeah. like, um, 
let me interrupt you real quick because I think one of the things that might be interesting for people listening is the actual process of claiming. So you don't just pick a horse and you claim it. Uh, first, you got to you you put your money in your account. I imagine you had to do that. Yeah, well, so, I mean, I got it from Churchill Downs. So Mike, you know, trusted me, and he he called one of his good friends who actually put the claim in for me. Nice. Um, so that was super cool. We couldn't take him out of Churchill Downs for you know I think a month or something like that uh, till the end of the meet, and then. Um, I know we're kind of jumping around, but so no, that's okay. That's part of the, uh, that's part of the thing. So yeah, I mean, listen. So you're looking all over the country. You weren't you were you were looking for the ship and when you were looking at Churchill. You were looking at wherever else yeah. is running at that yeah. time. You finally find yep. the horse. You call Mike. What's that discussion like? I wasn't like I was confident, but I was yet nervous. Like one of my this was maybe my I think it was my second one that I, like ever brought to him. I was like, hey, I like this horse in Churchill. I think. You know, this horse can, is it going to be a turf sprinter? I think this horse can, can go on the turf and they check the tapes and get back to me. And, and he's like, yeah, like, you know, I don't see an issue and I'll see if my buddy can, can maybe look at it. And if he knows this horse and, and he'll put the claim in for you. I was like, oh my God, this is happening. Oh my God. And, and, uh, (laughs) you know, the day I'm sorry to keep interrupting you and Michelle, you'll like this too. I I've been around a long time, as you both know, and I get more nervous when we're claiming a horse than I do when we're running a horse. So my question is, do you, were you more nervous that day than maybe a big bet you've made or anything like that? Because I know I do. Yeah, no, I, I was pretty nervous, you know, just because I, I just, I, I hope the horse ran, you know, decent, but it was running on the dirt. So like his first start was, was on the dirt sprinting. It was fine. He ran third, but I, you know, I saw some, turf stuff in him and then he ran like crap on the synthetic at turfway stuff was getting kicked back in his face he didn't like it at all and ran eighth and they were dropping him for 30 and and i was like well and he was bet too his first two starts and i was like i just hope he runs and just doesn't you know be eased across the finish line sure. or something like that like so the horse ended up running like uh, i think he ended up running six or something like that but you can tell there was kickback in his face and he didn't like it and so he just packed it in so i was like well either he doesn't want to be a runner or he just really doesn't like kickback and what what i think is going to happen and he'll like the turf so we got the claim it was me and me and one other owner and oh, you I had shake. shake and yeah me and one other owner and uh and so we got the call and and um you know the guy who bought it for us he when he saw him like after the races or whatever and he's like and he called Mike. He's like, "Hey, does this guy think this horse would run on the turf? Because from what I can see, I think he's going to be a turf horse." And, I was, and Mike told me that, and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, thank like, you, bingo. Like, thank you, Got thank one. you." Oh, geez, yes. <laughs> so he trained there for a little bit. He trained there for about five weeks or so, and uh, brought him to Del Mar. And right when Mike got him, he said he was kind of he was just off. You know, he just uh, his coat wasn't that good, and he just had he thought he had something wrong with him a little bit. So. I think he worked him like once or something like that. And he's like, look, like he can probably get through some of these issues and stuff like that. But I was, I was immediately like, no, if we need to send him to the farm five, six, however, however months, a year, like let's get him right and see if he even wants to be a racehorse anymore. So and that's, we sent him up to the farm. Yeah, and Dylan, and, that's, that's tough for an owner. You Here you are, you're nervous. You, you put up your 30 grand plus tax. You, you bring the horse out here. You want to run at Del Mar and you can't. That's, that's the low part of this game. And that shows a tremendous amount of patience on your part. Yeah. Yeah. I just knew, I mean, I, I knew like, 
going into this, this 30 K it's gone. Like it doesn't literally don't be doing it if you really need that 30 K to, to begin with. But like, you know, it's gone. This money, I'm well aware that when I put a claim in, the horse could go back to the barn and never make it to the track again. Like, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like I, you know, what I'm thinking is in the long run, my, my stats, hopefully, you know, will be in the black, you know, but I'm, I'm well aware and I'm in it for fun too, you know? Yeah. So, you know, took him to the farm for for six until we lose all our money. Right, Michelle? Yeah. Oh, geez. Ain't that the truth? No, it's all right. Uh, so let's you know, and... let's flash forward. You finally he starts get starts working. He's getting ready towards this race at Santa Anita. What are what are your thoughts going in? I see you had you had a huge crowd there at Santa Anita. You you designed your yeah. own silks. Like tell us a little bit about that whole ownership experience in that day. Yeah, so you know, he, well, he started working at the beginning of January, and I went out for there for his first work. It wasn't even recorded work; it was just a he just let him run down the lane a little bit, and I was like, immediately, I like I teared up when he came down the lane because I was like, this is actually happening. And his first <laughs> workout, awesome. I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, that's like his awesome. First workout, I was like, you know, I had eight people out there all on our recording that's it. Awesome. Like, that's my horse running at Santa Anita down the lane. It's not even for an official workout. Right. It's just it's insane. So. You know, he worked, you know, every week, he had to get like eight or nine works. And, you know, I probably went out to half of them when I could. And, you know, Mike, he would send me a video every time, like literally 10 minutes after he'd work. And, and, uh, you know, and every time you could, you know, you can tell like he was getting better and he was, he was never really asking him. He just let him run, you know, 102 and three, just like let him, let him tell us that he wants to be a racehorse, run out there happy and free and, you know, so he was doing that. That was good. And, and, uh, the week before the work, sorry, the week before his, um, his last race, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to let him, I'm going I'm to let him run a little bit, open it up a little bit. And, uh, I was in, I was actually at Sam Houston the week before and I got it sent to me and, and he like, it was, I could tell that was his best work. He like really, he was running really sweet. And I immediately called him. I was like, Mike, dude, that was awesome. Like, you know, did, am I seeing what you saw? And he's like, no, he goes, if he takes to the turf next week, we're live. And I was like, Oh, oh my Mike, God. That's awesome. It's so funny. And you're telling us a story because I think what people don't realize is it's not just race day. It is. It's the process of getting there. That's also amazingly exciting. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I was stoked every, every day of the work and nervous like right okay just go after this go back to the barn i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to call and yeah like i don't, I don't want to you know and, and like it's the whole process i would take friends and, and family to the barn to see the horse give him carrots give him peppermints watch him get bathed down afterwards like giving this experience to other people who have never done this before and they'd be like oh horse racing is cool you know maybe this is our first time or but they've never been to the barn and just to see the faces and they're just like oh my god these horses are absolutely amazing it just it made them hopefully want to come even more times and stuff like that so anyways race day you know i'm nervous as hell and uh you know i was like i told everybody hey i'm gonna go to the receiving barn and go see what he looks like when he comes over from the walk over and we had i don't know five or six people there and just um you know watch him come out and i was like yeah it's it 
I thought I knew which horse it was. And I was like, there he is. And I was like, oh, shit, wait, no, it's not. Wait. Yeah, it is. No, no, it's not. And then they have the saddles and everything. They're like, which one is it, Dylan? I was like, I was right which one I thought it was. But um, and uh, so he comes out and Mike's like, yeah, oh, there he is. And I was like, he looks good. And Mike's and they started to walk over to the paddock and he's like, you don't have to be an expert to realize that your horse looks the best. And I was like, that's what I was thinking. Like, I just didn't want to be a homer, but like I, he was dappled. He looked, he looked great. And, uh, you know, and it was just so cool having 30 people in the paddock before the race. And then I had a feeling that like they were going to interview me and I saw Zoe like looking over and I was like, Oh shit. I was like trying to like not make eye contact and <laughs> got an interview and, and, uh, you're a like, star. I'm, I'm cool. it, it, it was, it was super cool. But, um, you know, and like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have a Twitter. So like, I, I don't have any social media. I don't have anything. So like, I kind of like to be a little low key. Wait, and, you're not on social and, uh, media? No. Oh no. God, Kid no. Kid stays off social media. He's the smartest one in this room. I had it for about six months, like a year ago or a year and a half ago. And like, sorry, but I was like going number two in the morning, sitting on my phone. Like I've already done for 15 minutes. What am I doing? So and you're I, like, not just, Dylan, like, you're not Dylan Donnelly, the 23 year old digital journalist from England. Uh, that would not be me. No, no, no. Oh, you know, there's a horse um, named Dylan Donnelly too. Yes. I know. Nick Alexander had it and he spelled it the exact same way. He Crazy, went over right? 10 and, he, and he owes my grandpa money. Cause of course my grandpa bet him every single time. But, um, <laughs> I wanted to get it. I want to ask him, like, who do you know, Dylan Donnelly, or like he names him after like pretty crazy old time baseball players and stuff. So it could have been war heroes, war heroes, yeah. All right, so take us through. I think that I I did do that. You you come out. What what were his odds that day? So, um, six to one. Six. They had two heats. They they had two heats that day. The first race and the fifth. And like you know, I'm looking forward. I'm I'm texting people. I was like, oh, I wish I was in the first. You know, I got there's Horonis. Like Horonis has a horse in my race. Like what the hell am I doing in a yeah, race? Yeah, but he with was Horonis? coming off like, a layoff. Uh, you're fine. I know, but still, I, but I'm, that's what I, the but beauty I'm still, is. I'm in a race with Horonis and D'Amato had a horse in there and Jonathan Wong and I was just like, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I have a horse in this race. Yeah, but, but you have Iron Mike. Um, you have Iron Mike Pipey. Yeah. Oh, dude, he is. So yeah, tell us what happened. So you, you go in, you you watch the race. It looks like you guys were down below on the apron per your videos. And and yeah, what are yeah. your thoughts? Right, but describe your feelings right as they're going uh, into the gate, right before they break. So I mean, I, I I bet him, and like you know everybody else did, and I was like, oh my god, like you know everyone's money, whatever. So I I told, and I was telling people, I said if he breaks sharp. I'm grand, I don't know if these people knew what broke sharp meant, but I was telling if if this horse breaks sharp, we got a good shot. And he broke sharp, and I was like, no shit. Like in my head, like literally 50 yards out of the, 30 to 50 yards out of the gate, like I was confident. Like I was like, dude, he's he's gonna. I knew he was gonna come with a run, and I just didn't. I just hope he wasn't, you know, seven lengths back. And uh, he was. Tyler had a good hold of him the whole way. And like, you know, when you watch a race, you can tell, like, he never looked like a loser. Yep. Dude, he was just, Tyler's hands were quiet. He was just, he was running so easy. And, uh, and I was just like, hopefully he was going to angle him out and not get stuck on the rail. But I, and I don't like to criticize jockeys really. Cause I don't know what the hell I'm I doing. Do. I couldn't yeah, imagine being on be the horse. only one in the country who doesn't like to criticize, jockeys. you know, they, they, I don't know. They make, they make good decisions and like you, you trust them and uh, you know, 
whatever. Anyways, he, I was like, please, like, let's, let's angle out. And, um, and he angled out at the top of stretch and I was like, Oh dude, let's go. And, uh, <laughs> What's your, what was your cheering style? Are you a slapper? Are you a snapper? Are you a screamer? Well, I, it was weird. Like my son was right in front of me and I like, I hit him. There's like a video and I was like, I wanted him to like, I was just like, Hey dude, he's doing it. Like, you know, like I was pumped up and I, I, in the video I was like, come on, Tyler, find a hole. Come on, Tyler. I was saying Tyler this time. And then he angled out and I could tell he was green. Like he was shifting in and out and a little bit. And, uh, I mean, I don't know, like at the eighth pole, I knew he was going to get up. I was just like, I think I started to tear up like at the eighth pole, just, you know, from watching, you know, you know, when the horse is going to, you know, he's going to get up and, and run well. And I was just like, holy shit, holy shit. And I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to curse, right? I think I've been no, cursing quite curse. a bit. That's fine. All We're right. On satellite all right. radio. No one listens. All right. <laughs> so I, uh, and w- at the 16th pole, you can really see my horse like, quicken and with that like afterwards you can see him quicken and like and he galloped out well and tyler had a hold of him and i was just well you know after that like everybody mobbed me and like just everything went black and i just immediately started bawling and i was just like this is absolutely joy oh it was it was one of the best days of my probably i know i have a son but yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> everyone, and everyone says, "Oh, the day my son." You know, yeah, it's a good day, but this one was, you know, that is <laughs> no. So uh, that yeah. Is so, you know, so I, I, I are saw you going to be building your stable Sunday. now? I mean, yeah, a little bit. Um, I, I, I'm looking out for things like just uh, maybe to bring out here for ship and win. You know, start looking at. I've been looking at Oakland and stuff like that, and. Good luck. Um, yeah, yeah no, there's 20 way shakes, shakes at Oakland. Yeah, yeah, it it's is. Been really tough there. But that, um, you know, what you've done, listen, Michelle and I have had so many people on this show. And we, last year, I mean, leading up to the Derby, we had many, many Derby participants. But this story right here really, it, it gets you. And it's it's an emotional story and everything you've been through and then getting into the game as far as ownership's concerned and have and being patient and having the success success and hooking up with Mike Pipey. I mean, all these things. This is such a great. Do you realize what a great story this is, or is this like, eh, eh this is good, that's cool? No, I I mean, I get it. Like, you know, and I I try to be humble and everything, but like, I, I, this is it's absolutely amazing. Like I, I'm, I'm so happy just like with life right now, just like it's, I know everyone has problems and stuff like that, you know, and you know, everybody does have their problems, but like, you have to also, I don't hear people say like enough. I love life. Like, yep. I don't know. Like I'm enjoying it. That's an, that's awesome. So, I don't know what, I don't know what more, I don't know what more we can say to you, Dylan Donnelly, but we're gonna. We wish you the best of luck, continued success. What a great story! Thank you for sharing all that with us today. I think it's oh, of course, really important of course. to hear that. And I, I know you'll have a lot Hope of fans on there, Michelle. Even though you're not on Twitter, Michelle will send out a tweet with one of these videos uh, of you guys going crazy <laughs> for uh, can't beat the ruck. I assume he came out of the race okay. Uh, yeah. We're gonna get to see him again soon. Yeah, yeah. And um, we went to the barn Sunday, gave him some carrots. He was he's all good. Um, no text since then, so. You know, starter, 
Here we come. There you go. Yeah, don't. Yeah, this is what my rule. Michelle is married to a trainer, but my rule is my trainers are not supposed to contact me anytime after ten o'clock. I will check <laughs> okay, in with okay. them. I don't like getting that call where I look down at the phone and it's pipey at three o'clock in the afternoon because that's never good. Never gonna be good. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Not good. It's not good. Well, you know, oh, it's, it's, it's just funny. Pipey yeah. called me like, sorry, he, no, like that Thursday before the race. I like asked him a question. I was like, is he going to be wearing like these, these little blinkers? And he said, yeah. And then he calls me and I was like, Oh no. Okay. And he, and then he asked me, why did you want to put this horse on grass? I was like, you're going to ask me this the day before, <laughs> like what? And so I told him, and he was like, yeah, no, that's what I was thinking too. And I was like, okay. Oh God. That, that's, I just mini had a heart Please attack. Don't, yeah, don't, don't do that. <sighs> you're like, can these yeah. buy Thoros out of a Ravens pass mare? I mean, duh. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. All right. We will. Yeah. You know what? We didn't ask you our, our standard kind of closing question. So I'm going to put it to you, Dylan Donnelly. What you've now, you've been in the game. You, you've, you've been a handicapper. You've been a fan. You've been a player. Now you're an owner. You've won a race. What, what kind of advice would you give someone that might want to go down your same path to ownership? Um, Let's see. I, I would well. I would ask them what they're in it for first. Are you in it to make money, or are you in it as a fan and 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 to make memories? And you know, um, I, you know, just just tell them like, don't expect anything. Go in it willing to lose, and enjoy the hell out of it along the way. And maybe you'll get some return. That's what I, I'd say. I think I think that's a great plan. Really, really appreciate it. Dylan. Uh, keep up the good work. We will look out for Kent beat the rock and trainer mike pipe and owner dylan donnelly out at uh, the great race place and hopefully this summer at doma yeah hell yeah thank you have All a right. good day guys thanks for coming on thank the show. you that's dylan donnelly awesome. here on the owner's box um michelle Billy? how do you feel great i feel invigorated after his interview i was gonna say inspired yeah, I really don't like have anything to say like during the interview because he just was telling us his feelings and I love that. I didn't have to like lead him here or there. You just listened. Yeah, and and he's so right about living life. And look, we all do it. We complain. We do it, right? I never complain. You complain. Every you were you didn't like your coffee in the price of your coffee in Dubai. Okay. <laughs> it so, was eight dollars. Let's call a spade a spade here. But but the truth is he 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 was you know this is a, a guy who who had a, a a near death experience ended up in a wheelchair and went moved on with his life and and mm -hmm. he really uh, talk about an inspiring story and I really appreciate him taking the time to uh, meet with us today as suggested by Pipey who's a good friend of mine as well thanks, as thanks uh, Mike Pipey Pete Fornatel who do you Dylan think on. Mike Pipey likes more me or you like in what way as like a person. Um, I don't, are you guys friends? <gasps> of course we're friends. Really? I mean, should we get I... him on the show? You want to bring him on yeah. right now? Yes, call him. All right, hold on. We're going to, we're going to, hold on. Let's, we'll... Okay. Well, we tried to call Pipey. And he didn't. He, he did not want to So obviously he doesn't like me very much. Wait, he, does he say bad things about me? No, I just didn't even, we oh. don't talk about you. Well, why would you? <laughs> did you have a relationship with Pipey at some point? Yeah, we're friends. Oh, you're oh just friends. Yeah. Ryan won't get mad. That me and Mike Pipey are friends? No, no, no. I thought that maybe there was a little more. Oh, no. No. Okay. No. 
All right. Well, anyway, that was an amazing interview with Dylan Donnelly. Michelle, great job. Good get. Good get. Um, and uh, what do we have coming up this week at San Anita? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So because it is obviously it's one of our day. biggest race days of the meet, this weekend is the grade one Santa Anita Derby brought to you by Run Happy. We also have the Santa Anita Oaks, the Monrovia, the Royal Heroine, the Providencia, the Echo Eddie, and the Evening Jewel, all of those on Saturday. Wow. In addition, we have the carnival going on in the infield, and that goes on actually until April 17th. It's free parking and five bucks to get in. It's we also in have this. It was packed all weekend. Yeah. We also have the Santa Anita Derby Day 5K, which I know a ton of people participate in that are much more fit than I am. Uh, and yeah, we have the Santa right Anita Barbecue Fest. And going on like inside the front runner, we have the buffet by Jeremy Fall. And on track side, it is a Santa Anita Derby Beer and Cider Festival. And there's also going to be a party in the chandelier room. Wow. Whew. That's a lot. On Sunday, we have a couple stakes, too. The John Shearmile and the Siren Lore as well. Big, big weekend out at the Great Race Place. Michelle, um, as always, thanks to all our sponsors, uh, TaylorMade and to Santa Anita and to Del Mar and everybody else who participates in our show. We are part of the In the Money Media Network, Michelle, and uh, it's just a pleasure to get to meet these people like Dylan Donnelly, who took the time. He's very cute. <laughs> Uh, I know guys don't like me to say they're cute, but he said, hope I did all right. Thanks for having me. Oh, <laughs> he so, he's so sweet. Yeah, so uh, he'll be at Santa Anita this weekend. He asked if we could meet up with him and say hello, and we will surely, surely do that. Look for Can't Beat the Rock in his next start uh, for Pipe. A starter, apparently. Starter allowance. Um, I think that's it, Michelle. Sounds great. All right. Well, um, next week, uh, I am. Oh, I, I yeah. think we're going to get Chase next week. Chase, Chase Chamberlain. Chase Chamberlain next week. Do it Wednesday. Wednesday. All right. I'll let him know. All right. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.